0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fancast pre match. I'm your host, Little Dan, 2009 2010, Sunday afternoon goal scorer for Coven Colts. Massive feat there. Today, I've got with me former Wolves and Aston Villa legend, Steve Froggatt, the greatest export head of Lincolnshire since the Sausages. How are you doing, Steve?
2: I'm great, Dan. Thank you. Yourself?
0: Yeah, all good. We're all uh, plodding along through lockdown, hopefully, not much longer. Keep rolling out that vaccine, Boris. Well done on that. Um, Let's get straight to it. Villa Wolves um, Saturday on Sky Sports. Both teams coming off the back of defeats. Uh, I think there's some sort of key injuries players that I'm doubtful. Uh, What did you make to the performances in the week, starting off with um, Villa? Were
2: disappointed for Villa. I mean, they you know, Sheffield United had ten men in they for best part of the second half, and they they couldn't really break them down. So yeah, it just shows you when, when Jack's not in the side, that you know the, the lack of creativity at times that they have. Um you know, It was a you know a really good defensive performance by Sheffield United, but yeah, they'd be disappointed for that because that could have really taken them up the table.
0: Obviously, it's been a bit of a bugbear for for, for Villa fans this season that they've been sort of. um described as a one-man team. Grealish hasn't really been performing to the highest level, as he, for a, a few weeks, maybe over a month now, and obviously may have been carrying, carrying injuries going forward. I think Emi Martinez has been massive for Villa this season, used to play for Wolves on loan a few years back. Um, what's their sort of strengths going into the game uh, against Wolves on Saturday if
2: Grealish isn't fit? I think defensively, they're very good. If you look at defensively, this season, the, the, the partnership between Mings and Konza has been excellent. Um, you know they, They're both being touted to get in the England squad. They, they're really strong, both decent on the ball. Konza particularly, I've been really impressed with Konza this year. Um, yeah, defensively, they're very good. I know Villa have been missing Matty Cash. He's been outstanding this season. so I don't, I don't think he'll be back the weekend, but I'm not too sure. Uh, midfield. Yeah, d- decent at times. He's had to chop and change. You know, I don't, I don't think anyone's really stamped their authority in the middle of the park for Villa. You know, in recent weeks, one person plays well and then they, you know, it, there's a, a lack of consistency in the middle of the park. But for me, for one of the best players for me this season has been Ollie Watkins up front. He's been a, an absolutely sensational signing. Scored a few goals, maybe would like to have had a few more. However, it's the work he gets through, working up front on his own. You know, he, he makes defender's life really difficult. He works the channels, holds the ball up really, really well. I, I think he's been one of, one of the, in terms of strikers, one of the best signings in the Premier League.
0: I totally agree. He's been a, probably one of the, the best signings of the, from last summer anyway. But ideally, a, a striker that Wolves could have done. To have that sort of backup to to Jimenez, like you said, a striker that gets through a lot of work, right, and hold up the ball, is quite fast. Um, Ollie Watkins is, so he, he creates a lot of chances on his own, which similar to Jimenez um, being able to hold the ball up and make your own chances. Um, as you said, got Matty Cash is a, a doubt. Uh, Courtney House and Wesley, I don't think will be available for Villa. But what did you think to his performance um, against Man City the other night? Do you think the game plan was? Right or are we really struggling to, to get ourselves on the front foot? I think Wolves,
2: are, in general, Wolves have struggled to get themselves on the front foot all season from from most of the games I've seen. I, I think the Man City game, you can only take, you're playing against like, an incredible football team. You look at the results they've had. It's a game, as any team would go there, you'd set up not to be embarrassed. You'd set up to try and keep it nice and tight, which Nuno is fantastic at doing uh, and hitting teams on the counter-attack. And they almost got there, didn't they? But, you know, I think just, you know, the greater quality of Man City. And I think the constant pressure, the amount of possession that they had, it, it, it forces mistakes in teams. And unfortunately, in the last few minutes, Wolves fell apart. But, you know, it was no embarrassment to go there and, and, and get beat by what is a, a world-class football team.
0: Yeah. Um, Wolves started the game with, uh, in a sort of five three two 3 2 formation with Adama and Neto up front. Do you see... Wolves changing it back to the the, the sort of 3-4-3 three, three come Saturday with uh, either William Jose or Fabio Silva starting up front?
2: Well, I don't think they need to go with five at the back against Villa. I mean, especially, I mean, it, I suppose it really depends whether Jack's in the side or not. Um, but I would I would go with a back four against Villa for sure. Because if Jack does play, you want you want a full-back to actually properly take care of him and not be disappearing up and down the wing. You you want them actually to, to, to sort of single him out as a, as a player but you'd you, I'm never never a fan it's okay playing five at the back but you've got to be on the front foot you've got to play front foot football to have five in the back there's no point having five at the back and, and literally playing a flat back five I see that as pointless because you you, you end up sort of losing out with an extra a wide man in the middle of the park then Um I mean, I don't know. It'd be, it'd be really interesting to see how, how they're both set up. Wolves' is biggest problem for me from last year, where they, they were fantastic and had some great results, but they were a counter-attack inside. Nuno's clearly tried to change it to, to a more front foot, football style, but that's never easy. I mean, I've, you know, I've played the game and you, know, you can't go from being one thing to the next and expect it all to, to run smoothly. I think the biggest disappointment for me and maybe many Wolves fans is, has been the, the recruitment. You know, I, I don't think they needed many changes from last year because of where they finished in the league and, and the, obviously the position they ended up in. However, I don't think the recruitment has improved the side at all this season. In fact, it's been quite disappointing when you, you see the, the, the players they brought in and you know, losing Yotta and Doherty as well. Um, you know, I, I don't think they've improved the side from last year. And that, that will be the biggest criticism of Wolves this season, whereas you look at Dino and what he's done at Villa, and it, his recruitment's been really, really good in comparison. So, you know, I think that's something that Wolves certainly need to have a good long look at over the summer months in terms of the sort of player, if they want to play front foot, football and, and actually, you know, try and at- attack those Champions League places. You know, they do need to br- bring a more forward-thinking sort of a player into the football club.
0: So, so where are you talking about him particularly in the summer? I know you mentioned going to a back four on Saturday. I think Willie is probably one of the most underage centre-backs in, in the Premier League. Obviously, we'll, I think he'll be back in the starting line up on Saturday. I know he was on the bench against Man City. I, I think he's one of them players for Wolves. If he's fit, he has to play. But uh, what sort of... Are you talking we need a centre-back in the, in the summer or, or, or more attacking players?
2: I think you need more dying a more dynamic midfield player. I think I think the two boys in the middle of the park, whilst geniuses with the ball at the feet, I don't think they have the, the legs both going backwards or forwards. To, to I think the two similar, is the truth. And I think, you know, in any great midfield partnership, you have one that's great at one thing and, and another one that's great at perhaps going forward and bombing in the box. And I think if you're going to play with one man up front, the key thing is always to have a midfield runner that can run in behind Jimenez, you know and then get onto the crossers of Adama and and uh, Pedro Neto you need that extra man and and I think sometimes the the Wolves midfield is is way too static there's no movement in a forward direction and you know you can sometimes look across the line and it is a straight line of players because they're all they're all like football players they like to get it pass the ball pass 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 but sometimes you need a bit more than that and the, the top midfielders in the Premier League they can go both directions because they have that physical ability to do
0: so. Obviously mentioning before, Jack Grilich is that type of player that Wolves would love to have in that centre midfielder, sort of a a number 10 who can do it all. I think him and James Madison are sort of the, the clear examples this season in the Premier League of that dynamic midfielder who can do a bit of everything. I'm not sure he's the sort of player that Wolves should be looking at. John McGinn, going both ways, could be another player that Wolves need that sort of calibre of player. Um, talking wingers there's quite a few uh, disposal for both sides Agama Neto uh, Bertrand Traore Al Ghazi uh, list goes on uh, Daniel Podens. who's sort of taken your fancy out of those wingers Who,
2: who'd, who's the number one winger out of those two those lists well there's some great quality say like you say you've, you've some good names from, from Villa's point of view Traore I think has come on leaps and bounds this year he's grown you know, from strength to strength. And he, he looks like he's going to be a real player. I mean, sometimes for, for foreign players are interesting because very few of them come and it, it hits straight away. Some some of them take a while to fit into, into you know, English football. It's a different way of playing. Uh, but Trio has certainly got, uh, improved hugely throughout the season in terms of Wolves. I mean, I think Pedro Neto has been the superstar of, 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 of wingers from both sides, really. I mean, he's... The, the, lad's, the lad's got what I, what I love about him. He's got a bit of everything. And he's direct. And, uh, you know, I, w- I was very similar in terms of being a direct winger. So I, I like that. Player was willing to get to the byline, get your crosses in. He's, he's got two wonderful feet. He's got a really good footballing brain. But he's, it's his crossing ability. And I always gauge any winger that I ever see by what, what do they deliver. You know, do they score goals? I mean, the modern day wing, a bit different to my day. They're expected to score a few more goals. But actually, how many chances are they creating? Are they making goals for their centre forward? And when I look at Neto this season, he's been outstanding in in absolutely every area in terms of creating goals for his teammates, everything else. Adam has been, for me, massively disappointed. Purely based on what has he done facts, you know? Um, you know having a run every now and again and beating two or three players is all well and good, but he you know his goal score is not scored anywhere near enough goals um nowhere near created nowhere enough chances during the season, but you know he 's got incredible ability and you know finding the right thing for him i mean it, it, his pace his power is second to none in in probably world football it 's just finding a way of getting him to into those positions where he can um sort of engage himself one-on-one with the player. He, he, he tends to run into too many bodies and, and ends up getting kicked and falling down and in all the wrong areas where I'd love to see him with, it, you know, with his pace. He should be just going to the byline and whipping crosses in. And that's where when I say with Wolves where I think they struggle at times is not getting enough men in the box because obviously him and Neth has been a, a, an enormous loss. We all know that. But even when Imaneth was in the side, I never saw too many bodies get, break in the neck to get into the box alongside him. You want at least two or three men when you, when you cross the ball to give yourself a chance of scoring a goal. Do
0: you think the sort of system game plan that Nuno sets walls at sort of deters Traore's main strengths? I know you mentioned then about you wanting just to get to the ball and put crosses in. Obviously not having a main focal point for a lot of the season with Raul being injured, uh, Fabio Silva and William Jose not really yes. kicking into gear. And the fact that you mentioned Neves and Matinho, they're not that late run into the box, winning head. like I know Neves did it against Newcastle last weekend, but that's not their regular game, is it? It's to keep yeah. walls ticking over, keep possession nicely and then build up using yeah. the wing backs. But how, how much has it really deterred Adama recently with him being put into an inverted winger sort of situation where... He's been asked to play more Central take more players on, but there's still no sort of end game for him to find.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I also, I, you know, I, I still think Adam is, is, is a right-sided player. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I can only go, I always go back to my own experiences of playing. I, I used to hate playing on the right wing. I used to like attacking the full-back, getting, getting beyond them and getting crosses in the box. I used to love that. And I, I played a couple of games on the right-hand side, but I never really enjoyed it because you end up coming, you, I, I think you lose width on the pitch. And I think wolves, because of the way they play, are quite, can be quite narrow as it is anyway. So when you're an inverted winger and you end up coming inside, you're bringing all the players into a cluster in the middle when all the space is down the side. I, and, and I always think, you know, I think when you cross the ball, you, I mean, you, you only need to ask Bully on here. Um, how do you want the ball? Well, you want the ball coming onto your head so you can actually head it back towards goal. When, when if you're getting crosses where they're being whipped in and it's a glancing header, strikers, no, they don't. If they're honest with you, none of them really like it. You look at all the years gone by, your shearers, your bullies, people like that. They prefer that service where it's whipped in and they can get some real power onto the header. And, and looking at Adama, I mean, he, he played at times at wing-back. Well, no disrespect to Adama. He's not what I'd call a footballer. He's, he's not. He hasn't got guile. He's, he's not a passer of the football. footballers. He? he hasn't got that in his locker to, to, to pass the ball around and keep the ball. He's just an out-and-out attacking force. And you play him in in a position and get him one-on-one with a with a fullback Because he, he will destroy any fullback in world football. And it, was, it was going back to the days when Gareth Bale, when, his, when it was in his pomp. You put him against anybody, you know he'll destroy them. And Adama's the same. I mean, I, if you asked me who would I have hated to have played later on in my career at left-back, it would have been him. And I was quick. But I'd have hated to play against Adama Traore. But it just shows that you've got to find the right way of playing him and getting him into the correct areas to, to actually get the best out of him.
0: What's the sort of worst thing for a wing-back to come up against in regards to a fast winger like Adama, where you know he's just sort of going to kick it past you and then, well, literally from the byline, or a sort of a winger like, I don't want to say, I'm using David Beckham as an example, which is a ridiculous example because of how good a crosser he is. but he wasn't a winger that knocked it past you he was first touch and he was whipping it in
2: well I played against David Beckham quite a few times when I played left back later in my career and actually he was the bit... pace never bothered me because I was I was I was quick really quick myself so and if I played anyone who was fast I always I was always happy to show them down the line. But Beckham was even worse because he only needed one touch and he'd be whip, whizzing it like an arrow past you left it and you couldn't stop it was absolutely impossible to stop. So actually um but then it goes back then to having players getting in the box. See, you are on about Beckham. He had the likes of Keane, skulls, all of them busting their necks to get in the box. So if you're going to, you know, draw people out and whip balls in, which which Adama could, a Neto certainly can do. I mean, he, he can do literally anything. I mean, he can bring players onto him. He's got the skill to come inside, shoot. You know, he's got he's got absolutely everything going for him. In the lad. Uh, but Adama, you look at his strengths, and and it is getting to the byline and getting crosses in the goal. That's where he's really, really dangerous, and and that's where you, you really need to utilise what he's got.
0: Yeah. So going into the game Saturday, the last time Wolves played Villa, uh, Villa won it late through Algarzi penalty. Twelve yellow cards, two red cards that day. Uh, how do you see it going Saturday? It's not it's not the normal local derby. Is it? it's, it's no. a bit of a social media. Um, produced derby
2: this one isn't it i've watched football all this year and i've got to say i struggle with it because as a player especially local derbies i remember you know the wolves albion games that the atmosphere was just off the charts amazing i mean to these days you know i see highlights of those games we played in and it was just off the scales and the players are being robbed of that atmosphere because you can guarantee that villa wolves the weekend that the atmosphere would be unbelievable and that's when your big game players really raise their games. I, I used to struggle with if ever I played a reserve game in front of three men and a dog because it's just not the same in playing playing in front of 30, 40, 50,000 people because it, it makes the game, the fans make the atmosphere, it makes the derby. And it, it's just not the same. So it's I, I think the, the home advantage is just completely wiped out. It's irrelevant who's playing where because there's no fans in the ground. So it just goes down to how can you motivate yourself because you haven't got the fans to get you going in, in, in the ground.
0: Do you, do you see sort of with the the Portuguese contingent at Molyneux that they still haven't really taken to the local derby rivalry as such? I think especially the Wolves-Albion game recently, with, like I said, the Wolves-Albion atmosphere on, on match day, do you think that would have had an effect on that game or... A, a wolves struggling due to the fact that it's the way we set
1: up.
2: Well, it's it's hard to it's hard to say because look at the great season they had last year with the amazing atmosphere at Molyneux all season. They've lost the crowd this year and they've they've been a a, a shadow of themselves, haven't they? Let's be honest with it. Now, could that be because of like, as with the you know we've forementioned the the recruitment not being as good as we think it should have been? I I, I generally believe that because because there's so many top players in that wolves side now, and all top players. They rise to the occasion with a crowd no crowd I, I think I think they 're struggling mentally with a lack of crowd and i, I don 't think fans are giving the players enough credit for how tough it is for them not to play in front of a crowd. I would have hated it. It would have been my worst nightmare playing games with no fans in the ground all season. and I know most of my teammates would say exactly the same, bully would have hated it. you know so i i 've got every sympathy for the for the players that are playing in this sort of ghost atmosphere, and like you say we 're living in a world of of social media uh, punditry and, and and banter, aren't we, you know, it, it, between supporters as well. And I think, you know, as soon as we can get back to normal, the sooner we're back for everybody. And, you know, Wolves is such a, an amazing ground now, you know, all the, all, the, all the things that they've done to it. They've got a really good side. You know, I can only imagine next year they will go from strength to strength once the fans are back in the ground again.
0: So... Try and pull yourself off the fence, because I know it's going to be difficult.
2: I what got you splinters. predicting got Saturday. Get these me back. I'm, I'm... <laughs> the
0: fence sponsored sponsored by Ron Seal. This fence. What's the score going to be on Saturday? I I'm won't sorry. judge you if you fancy Villa because I think uh, no, obviously I, they're, I, they're I, five points in front at the moment.
2: I'm going to be really predictable because I lo- I do love both clubs. Um, I, I actually do think it will be a draw. I can't. I can't see a lot between either of them. If I'm really honest with you. I think attacking why this it depended on Jack being in the side, by the way. I think if Jack's in the team, I think Villa could edge it. I do. I think Villa could edge it. But I'm, I'm not sure whether he's going to be available or not. Um, but without Jack in the side, I, I, I think Wolves have got a really good chance. But they, they but their big players have got to perform, haven't they? Let's be honest with you. You know, your you, you Pedros, your you Adamas, they've got to be at the top of their games to do that because Villa are very, very good defensively and they've got one of the best keepers in the Premier League right now as well in Martinez. So, I think it'll be a really tight game. I I, I don't see Nuno, you know, changing. I don't see him going in full attack mode because, you know, they won't want to lose against their local rivals. I think they'll test each other out like a normal derby game would be even when the fans were there. I I think it'll be really tight. I I just generally don't see there being many goals either.
0: So, yeah, score draw.
2: So, I would say one all, yeah. I think I think we one all. But I say if Jack plays, I think I think Villa could ed, would have the the edge in terms of, of of an overall team scenario of what they've got in the in the, especially in the middle of the park as well.
0: So there you go. I'm going with a Wolves two one win on Saturday. I think, like Steve said, it's going to be tight. Uh, I think. We've got to start picking up points. I think we'll want it a bit more than them Saturday. We've now at that I think they'll have an effect on, on the home side. I'm going 2-1 Wolves. Steve, thanks for your time this evening. Really appreciate it. Hopefully, we'll speak to you again soon. Thanks for coming on. You take care of yourself.
2: My um, absolute pleasure. And say hi to all the Wolves fans for me, please. And let's hope uh, they have a great end to their season. Cheers, Steve. Take care.
0: Right, thanks for Steve Frogger appearing on tonight's show. Uh, Really a pleasure to have him on. He he went for the one-all draw, which you can get the draw with Ball sports at 11-5. to Fancastrian appeared on this week's podcast, which is out now on all your usual podcast outlets. Jordan, how are you? Yeah,
1: I'm good, thanks. How are you?
0: Yeah, not too bad. Um, What's your opinion going into the game
1: on Saturday? Um, For me, it's all about intent, really. And I think that... A, a villa, well, a less villa. You've got nothing to fear, have you? I mean, Sheffield United showed that last night, really, that they're going to struggle to break you down without such a good player like himself. So, you know, it's all about for in- intent for me. I think if we go, um, go on the front foot, a uh, really fancy us out wide with uh, Adama and Neto versus El mohamedi and Matt Target. Win that battle, put some balls in the box. I, I feel relatively confident. It might be blind faith, but you know, I'm still, I'm still optimistic that we can get back to the old Wolves that we know and love. Yeah, you can get uh, the home side to win
0: at 7-5, to five, the draw at 11-5 and Wolves to win 2-1. What's your sort of, um, wow. where's your money going in regards to first goal scorer, correct result on Saturday?
1: Well, for me, it'll all depend on who's starting up front. Um, I've got a feeling that it'll be Willian Jose and... I can just see him breaking his duck against these uh, if he starts, even if it's Fabio. Um, you know. So, it'd be between the two of them. I do think that William Jose will get the start because I don't think he wants to chuck Fabio in from the start, really. Um, so, for me, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, a few fans might laugh at this at the moment, but I do fancy William Jose to get the first goal.
0: And what sort of scoreline are you thinking?
1: 2-0. 2-0. I think that, like I say, Adama and Neto are going to have a... The fullbacks for Villa on toast, and uh, we're going to put some balls in the box. I'm sure you know whoever's up there is going to get on the end of them. So I'll go two 0 William Jose. First two 0
0: William Jose. You can get at seventy to one. That would pay for a nice couple of takeaways if you had a pound on that, folks. <laughs> I'm, I'm, as I said in, in my little feature with uh, Steve Frogger, I'm going Wolves two one. I'm going Pedro Neto first goal scorer, and you can get that at fifty to one. Um. What's your sort of feelings in regards to Villa players we should look out for in regards to, there was 12 bookings in the last game, two red cards, so maybe there could be a red card today. Who do you fancy in the Villa squad to maybe pick
1: up a red? Um, You've got to look at the fullbacks again for me. I don't think they're that good. Um, and I think that on paper, Troy and Neto should have a field day against a pair of them. So, coin toss for me if I was having to put my neck on the line, but I'll go for Matt Target to be sent off as well.
0: You can get Matt Target at thirty-three to one to be sent off in the ninety minutes, which is a nice, nice little one-pound bet. We're not big bettors here at the Fancast. It's it's bet responsible, bet better bet and win big. Jordan, thanks for coming on. We'll uh, hopefully speak to you again next week before the Liverpool game.
1: No, we're was Dan. Speak soon. Answer me this, how long have you had that mattress? Because it's looking even lumpier than my lockdown love handles. And while those might be more cuddly, a lumpy mattress is doing nothing for your comfort levels or your sleep. So, whatever body you're rocking, put it on a Nectar mattress, and right now you can save over five hundred dollars on any queen or king bundle. That includes a Nectar mattress, foundation, mattress protector, cooling pillows, and sheet set, as well as our three hundred and sixty-five night home trial and a forever warranty. Go to nectarsleep.com/save500 and get hugged. <laughs>